hey, you you know that one time at summer camp, you know, that one time where uh, you met your twin and uh, traded places and happened to live in another country and met your other parent you'd never met before and then you strategically planned to get them back together somehow? Yeah, good times, good times in 99. Eight. Hello, you guys, and welcome to We're Potting This Together. You know it's the podcast where we go through all those Disney Channel movies that you love or love to hate. I'm Josh. I'm Lori. I'm Sammy. And I'm Brandon. Yes, this is a very special episode of Potting This Together because this week we're taking a look at Parent Trap. It's a non-decom film, but we thought we'd break it up a bit. And it's also a very special episode because we have a wonderful guest this week. How's it going? What's one Disney Channel original movie memory that you have? Definitely Brink. <laughs> it did. It changed my life forever. Did it make I remember you start rollerblading? It did. I made a ramp and it said extreme on it. And it was all because of Brink. And then lucky That's me, great. Johnny Tsunami came out like a month later. And it was the best. So this movie starts out at a summer camp. Did anybody else go to summer camp as a child? Yes. I loved summer camp. Did you go once or like was it a yearly thing? Yeah, it was. I went maybe like three or four years. And it was like a decent summer camp. We didn't have. I mean, okay. The one in the movie is pretty ritzy. Like horseback riding and fencing. And yeah, we didn't have that. We were like in cabins and we ate food and then walked around outside. That was. <laughs> I went a few years to one. It's kind of similar to the one in the movie. There was horseback riding, no fencing, but uh, there was like archery and stuff. It was really neat. However, it was a Jesus camp, so mine too. Same here. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I never. Like you you wake up in the morning and you go to chapel and then you do an activity and then you go to chapel and then you do an activity and then yeah. you do your evening chapel and then <laughs> and then you go to bed. This one is also, it's a remake, so Disney remaking things is not new. Um, has anybody seen the original? Yeah. Yeah, I've really? seen it. It's been a while, but I've seen it a few times. I love it, the old one. And it's really not too different from this one. It's really not different at all. Is one of the girls British? I don't think so. I don't remember. It's been too long. And definitely a lot of the details are different. Um, like the little pranks that they pulled on each other are different. But overall, it follows the plot pretty similarly. Well, I'm pretty sure it was a book before it was a movie. And apparently there are like mm. five books or something like that. Huh. But I don't think from reading up on the books that they follow the same kids. I think one of them, like, the kids aren't even sisters or siblings. They just try to, like, hook each other's parents up. <laughs> I think you might have to fact check me on that. But it was very confusing. But yeah. So someone at Disney was like, this is a good idea. I can make it better. Do you think maybe there could be a remake of this movie now where it's like the young girl characters looking around on Facebook and just messing around, like sees this fashion designer and finds out the fashion designer has like daughter who looks exactly like her. I think that'd be a much shorter movie. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I love yeah. this movie. 
I was laughing. I was crying. It was so good. I cried too. Really? <laughs> yeah. Sammy, did you cry? No. Me no. neither. Oh, okay. You have a heart. Oh. I don't. I'm cool with it. See, but Sammy has this on DVD. Not only that, she has the super special Double Trouble edition. (gasps) (laughs) What's on that? Uh, I honestly don't know what's super special about the Double Trouble edition. I have not gone through the special features. I've had this DVD for years. I had a friend back in like 1999. (laughs) Um, I went to her house and I didn't really have a whole lot of fun there, um, but I brought the parent trap on VHS with me and I guess I left it at her house and later she kept trying to call me and like come hang out and I just didn't want to. And so she like had my VHS hostage. (laughs) Oh no. "Um, I'm going to throw it in the pool if you don't come hang out with me. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> I guess she did. And I never got the movie back. <laughs> really? Um, really? Yeah. I mean, I have it on DVD now. Well, yeah, you have and like the so double trouble me. edition. So look yeah, who's laughing uh, now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I think her name was Allegra. So, all right, Allegra, who's winning now? I'm on a decom podcast. And <laughs> what are you doing with your life? Okay. The beginning of this movie was a very long intro scene, and, like... L is for the way you love <laughs> I love that song. I do, too, but, like, do movies do this anymore, or did yes. that... Oh, no. Generally, <laughs> the past. What? Do they? Do they not? Well, like, I feel like movies now, the credits are all at the end, and they have, like, the credit scenes and everything, and this one did a really, really long, like, set out, like, set the scene for, kind of, it's that they met at some point, the parents, Mm -hmm. on a boat, and, like, liked each other, and then plays the, like, entirety of that song. Yeah, I feel like they could have done more with such a long intro, but showing us how they split up or something, but it was just, like, a bunch of random shots of things. And it was really kind of pointless and really long. Maybe because this was a remake of an older one, they kind of kept that older feel with the longer intro. I liked it. As a kid, I I had no idea what that was about. Like, I would always just be like, oh yeah, the long intro before the movie starts, for real. It was romantic. Yeah, it's good to know that that marriage disintegrated shortly thereafter, and then they ripped apart I mean, two children. <laughs> married on a boat. <laughs> What more do you expect? It's like the same as getting married in Vegas, I guess. Did they met on the boat, or it was said later that that was where they met? Okay. It could be they met there and then later got married there. But I kind of have like this guy seems to have a track record for getting married very quickly. So I wouldn't be surprised if like they met and then three days later got married on the same boat. I was imagining. Until just now that it was a shotgun wedding. Like, she got knocked up, they got married, realized they actually hated each other, then split up the kids without wanting to tell... Oh, I guess they'd have to tell their respective families because babies. Well, and then... did Anyway, like, this is already kind of unraveling a little bit. Yeah, that this is the major kind of plot hole that world just never know. Like, their entire family was like, oh, there was two babies, now there's just one, and the wife disappeared. Like, do they think that each one, like, killed the wife and other baby and just kept one, or... Yeah, everyone was just okay with them breaking up this family, and they never said anything, or ever mentioned their mother or twin sister. Like, the but- the butler and Jesse. Jesse. This whole time they were keeping that from them. I I was under the impression the butler didn't know. 
the grandfather knew and Jesse knew. Chessie. Uh, was, okay. It's Chessie. It is Chessie with the C H. I swear they're saying Jesse. Because it sounds like it because Chessie is not a real name. But Chessie is not a real name. What's her like what's it short for? Chessandra. Chessandra. <laughs> so I get like a flash forward to eleven years and nine months later, so I guess uh, they gave up like they were super babies when mom and dad split, I suppose. British Lindsay Lohan and Annie Anne dresses really fancy because she's British and they can only dress fancy. Um, and arrives in a limo. Yeah. So this is one of the first. There's a few moments in the beginning of this where there's some like pretty significant lesbian indications. Yes! <laughs> like, what? Little Howie so, was like, "That's my kind of woman." Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like yeah, she's trying to get her duffel bag out and she can't. And then this one girl walks by and just like super strong tie dye girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, she comes over and gets the bag out for Hallie, and then Hallie looks at her and she's like, "Mm mm-hmm, that's my type of girl. And I'm like, okay, okay, that's just one reference. But then later that same girl calls her babe. And they're, like, giving each other, like, a piggyback ride, and there's, like, hand-holding and stuff. I'm just saying, I think Hallie and Tie-Dye Girl were, uh... They had something. I think so. There's this whole jousting scene, and I think jousting existed at this camp only so they could have something to have their faces completely covered. That way they could take them off and be like, oh, we kind of look the same. And all of the adults are like, whatever, you're fine. I don't see anything weird about this situation. Well, they had a lot of really fun ways of doing that with the height and the faces and not letting them see each other. It was a little uncomfortably convenient. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When did they all do it? When they were trying to eat? And that lady got in between them, and what else was there? Oh, she was like, hey, do you want some strawberries? And Hallie was like, no thanks, I'm allergic to strawberries. And then she was like, hey, Annie, do you want strawberries? And Annie's like, no thanks, I'm allergic to strawberries. And the lady's like, yeah, you already told me that. You were there, now. <laughs> What's the line that she says when they, she sees, when they finally see each other? You look like, like me! No. <laughs> she just makes fun oh, of her. No. He's like, yeah. you've got oh, ugly she's teeth. like, your nose is ugly or something like that. Oh, God, yeah. She's oh, yeah, your like... eyes are way too close together. And your nose. You'll grow into those ears. Yeah. <laughs> and then she says, do you want to know the biggest difference between me and you? I have class. Oh, I God. I have class. I do know. <laughs> I always thought she said claws. And I was like, claws? Oh, okay. Yeah, it was kind of mean like considering she's literally the same actress. So... <laughs> They start doing, like, a whole bunch of pranks, and they do, like, strip poker. Like, at one point, I think it's the American Lohan says, like, start unzipping. Like, ugh, weird. They're, like, 11. I don't like that. That was really yeah, uncomfortable. it was. They played poker, and the stakes were <laughs> that the loser had to go skinny dipping. <laughs> I'm telling you, the songs in this were amazing. With those pranks, did anybody else think that was a bowling ball that was rolling down and then drop on that lady's <laughs> head? Kill her. Like, <laughs> I guess um, Lindsay had to wear like a needle on her head because the balloon was so big that it wasn't popping and could actually like hurt her if it landed oh, on her. Oh, wow. So I heard that. I love this scene though, like when all the girls wake up and they just start screaming. And the girl has honey on her. She's like, ew, ew. <laughs> I don't understand how none of them woke up. During, like, how do you get honey just smeared all over you and you sleep straight through it? 
And the girl with shaving cream was, like, in the same position all night. Yeah. <laughs> How did they get the beds on top of their cabin? Uh, the whole, like, setup. All of the furniture. Like, did they, like, have a hammer and nails to, like, keep it in place? This all just seems a little unrealistic. So, as a result of the final prank in which uh, honey is smeared everywhere and whatnot... Uh, the girls get sent to an isolation cabin. Which, like, how messed up is that, by the way? And nobody seemed to have a problem with it, where they're just like, okay, children, go to this unattended, like, separate cabin where you're going to be alone for the rest of the time you're here. You don't get to participate in any activities. Learn to love each other. We get, like, ten scenes. There's, like, a montage of them bonding and talking, and eventually they're like... Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay, I call bull... That she did not know who Leonardo DiCaprio was. Yeah, no, Titanic had, like, just come out maybe a year before this movie, so, and that movie was hype. Like, they heard of it in London. They heard of it in London. Yeah. They somehow discover that they have, like, the same birthday, and they also have a torn-up picture of the parent that they've never met, and they're like, wait a minute. And somehow it's, like, still, like, fits together perfectly. It's not gotten damaged. Even though, like, the one girl doesn't even have it in anything. It's just, like, in her suitcase. I want to know, so when the parents got divorced, did they just, like, rip apart this picture and say, here, you have the half that has me in it, and I'll have the half that has you in it, and I will keep this forever. (laughs) That's how they decided, like, which baby went where. Like, they, Mm. like, had the baby, one of the babies just pick a picture and, like, unfolded it. And they're like, okay, this one goes to you, dad. That makes I sense. I like that theory, yeah. Mm-hmm. M- makes about as much sense as splitting the children up all together, so... I'll use that technique next time I have that problem. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty common problem, so... yeah. They're just lucky they had two kids. What if they'd only had one? They'd have to split Half the baby, baby right down <laughs> the middle. <laughs> Completely different movie. <laughs> so then they realize they're twins. One of them was like... We're sisters, and the other one's like, no, Dude. no. Dude. We're twins. <laughs> Fraternal, right? Because your nose, that cannot be ooh. <laughs> and of course, seeing that they're twins and wanting to meet their other side of the family, they come up with this plan to switch places. I like how quickly Haley can come up with a... Is it Haley or Hallie? Hallie. Okay. Um, Hallie picks up a british accent because like we've all tried i think except brandon we haven't heard yours yet but we've all attempted to do a british accent at some point anticipating recording this and like she nailed it her acting was pretty great for this movie the girls decide that they want to switch places so that they can each get to know the parent that they have never met before I was so excited about the handshake thing because uh, when they first went to camp and the butler dropped her off, they did like this awesome like choreographed handshake thing and they didn't show in the montage her learning that. So when the butler came to like pick her up, I was 100% sure that she was going to flub that up and said she like nailed it and it was super exciting for some reason. That Yeah, I love that. I think I tried to learn that when I was but one of the girls has short hair and pierced ears which is problematic for when they switch places i was very impressed with the 11 year old haircutting skills Mm -hmm. and the ear piercing skills. i was shocked they showed the whole ear piercing thing it was pretty graphic she used like a match to like 
sanitize the needle and everything. I don't even think you can legally show kids playing with fire, like, now. <laughs> well, okay. Like, sticking needles that's... into each other's ears. I'm not sure that's true. But uh, <laughs> I think it would have been a much better movie if the reason they had to switch back is because Annie or... Ha- no, yeah, Annie has, like, infected earlobes. And it's just, like, <laughs> yeah, isn't like... that really dangerous? It's so like, dangerous. Can you paralyze... No, but... that's if you... Do the tongue. Never mind. It would probably be Chessie is like, why is your, why are your ears just gooping like, ears, <laughs> like, all, and... Hell, our Anne, Annie, ends up being with her dad in California. She gets picked up, and like the whole ride home, she can't stop saying dad. And she's kind of talking about how, you know, I can't believe, you know, I think about these other girls. And they can't say dad, and they've never been able to say dad their whole life. Like, wouldn't the dad, like, connect something and think, oh, by the way, I do have a daughter I've never seen before, at least in 11 years. Like, he showed no remorse or anything. He just kind of like, oh, dad, dad, oh, yeah. I hadn't thought about that because I was too busy tearing up. Because it was beautiful. <laughs> At that part? Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, yeah. It does get emotional. It was good. It is cute. So I think we all agree the parents are both kind of dumb. Horrible oh. people. Oh. 1,000%. Okay. Miserable. Yeah. How do you forget about your twin daughter? Uh, yeah, like, yeah. Well, they're I like, I have at least up. one of them, so I have no need for the other. Okay. These kids right. seem to not have any anger whatsoever towards their parents for hiding this from them. Oh, Do you think yeah. it's something that, like, when they're older, they'll be like, okay, hold on, that was pretty messed up. <laughs> Maybe, I think so. Annie gets there and sees his new girlfriend and Shelly. Oh, or what? Oh Chessie? Chessie? Cherry. Nope. Shisandra. Cheesy. <laughs> she cannot... Like, she's kind of telling Annie about the situation with the dad and the new girlfriend. And they look outside, and, like, the dad's just getting, like, a handful of the booty, like, squeezing Ooh. on her and stuff. There's a part later where um, one of the girls, I can't remember who at which point, is talking to the mother-in-law, or not mother-in-law, the stepmother-to-be, and is like, I get it, you're beautiful, but a marriage should be about more than sex. And it's, just, like, such a weird line yeah. to be in this movie. It was pretty weird she was like you're yeah she was like you're young you're beautiful you're sexy he has but a pulse more about sex you're 11 <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what do you know about marriage it's all about sex annie was listening in <clears throat> while she was on a phone call which she was pretty oblivious to the fact that there was the child of the man she's sabotaging like just sitting there listening to her i don't think she cared she was like oh he's not gonna listen to her yeah. I got the booty. It was just a little white lie. Like, from that moment, you know the type of person she is. Annie is there, and she, her, I don't think she's as good as, like, keeping this character or, like, pretending to be Hallie. As good as Hallie is pretending to be Annie. Because she kind of starts slipping in a few places. Yeah, and Chessie is very uh, quick on the uptake here. She's like, wait a minute. You're not the same child I just spent 11 years with. I love the whole scene where they're talking about how Annie had been sneaking a phone call at night and how quick Chessie's like, oh, that time zone is wrong. That time zone is wrong. You called her at 3 a.m.? Oh, you're wrong there. And just like... (laughs) This was my favorite part of the movie, when Chessie started to figure it out. And I laughed so hard. She was just like, 
I don't remember what she was saying, but she was figuring it out, and she just goes, can I give her a hug? Oh. <laughs> and then the dad's just standing there awkwardly like, okay, yeah. When she finds out and she's like crying and the dad's like, why are you looking at her like that? Annie has been trying to tell Helly in London or whatever that there's a problem and her dad's like falling in love with someone else and they're about to get married and engaged. And Helly with her mom doesn't seem to really care. Like, she's like, hey, I'm here. I'm finally getting to meet my mom. But then things kind of get heated when Annie finds out that her dad is actually going to get married. Yeah, and not only is he getting married, the wedding's in two weeks. So this urges Hallie with her mom to confess that they switch places and that they have to go back to California to switch them back. Right now. And they lie and say, like, oh, I called dad. And this part, it's kind of silly, but it made sense to me that, like, I don't know, maybe she should have made sure to have the butler call dad to be like, hey, we're coming. And not just trust the 11-year-old who's clearly, like, up to nefarious. Like, This is another yeah. one of those times where I just think the parents are just so obliviously stupid. Like, yeah. she's just going to travel to California. Um, yeah, she was like, oh, wait, this is the child I didn't want that I'm going to be out right. with? Oh, God. Shoot, got to get you back. I didn't love you. That's why I didn't keep you. <laughs> like, how awkward is that? That's <laughs> Okay, all of that weirdness aside, I do, I love the mom in this movie. She's, like, the sweetest. Time to get she's drunk. So classy. <laughs> well, she's so... Got... so classy. Well, she got drunk, but they said she never drinks, even. She's like, I've never had vodka before this. Yeah, the daughter was like, she's never had more than one glass of wine in her whole life. I'm like, that's unbelievable, because right. she got married, like, within days of meeting somebody. <laughs> I certain alcohol was involved. This is the part where it got very confusing for me. As a kid, I could see this part being fun. As an adult who's actually trying to watch it knowing we're gonna have to discuss it it was just like okay this one's british no wait this one's british no wait this one's the american one at this point i feel more like the mom who's a little drunk (laughs) who are you were you wearing that jacket the whole time i I love the part where mom is at the bar getting more wasted and the fiance of the dad is like oh my god you're a fashion icon i love you please make my dress and she's like yeah okay sure (laughs) (laughs) It's driving me nuts how we don't know how this relationship ended. It had to have been something so bad. This is a similarity to the Disney Channel original movies where we, we don't actually know, like, the main thing that you're supposed to know. It actually stood out to me a lot, just, like, watching this, where it's, like, this, like, production value and acting quality aside, the plot, it, it wasn't better than a decom. <laughs> No, I thought the exact same thing. Like, yeah, it's clearly they had a bigger budget. Even better than the bar scene where Meredith and the mom, that's not till after the boat scene where the dad and the mom finally meet again. So enamored that he falls into the pool and like hurts himself. And then they do it. Um, I don't really remember much of the pool scene. So. I don't scene. at all. That's right. Oh my god, you guys, this is like... I don't remember that scene at all either. I remember the dad, I was watching, and the next thing I knew, the dad was all wet, and I'm like, what just happened? Oh. It's probably because they did it. Oh, boy. Oh my god. <laughs> the 
hurts is when Meredith <laughs> finds out how, <laughs> how her lovely wedding dress designer is actually the ex of her fiance, and that his fiance actually has two kids instead of just one. Like any rational person would be like, "Yo, you guys gave up one of your kids." Like that's pretty. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. But that's also... Like, I'm about to marry into this crazy? Well, but at the same time for her, that means she's like, oh, he's cool with giving up a kid. The whole boarding, sending one to boarding school thing will be totally acceptable. And then, so we get the part where the kids are like, we're going to set you up. So Martin, the butler, granddad, and the girls set up this situation where it's the same situation in which they met. And where they probably conceived these children. Yeah, so they have, like, a dinner on the boat, just like the night they met. Romantic. Uh, it was way romantic. They're all like, I don't remember why we broke up at all. Neither do we. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Neither do we. And they're starting to get all heart eyes over each other again. I think they try to figure out, like, a way to make this work. Like, maybe during the summers, you could have them both, and then... During the school year, we can switch every other year or something. So the, they kind of try to come up with a way to, like, fix the weird keeping twins from each other thing. Yeah, I they love never how really in- settle on anything, though. I love how involved Chessie is in this, where she's like, that's insane. Because they wanted at one point to, like, split them up, like, half the year in one place, yeah, half the year yeah. in the other. And she's like, you can't do that to them. That's horrible. Yeah. yeah. Chessie, where were you, though, like, this whole time? I think Chessie's the only person with any sense in this movie. Yeah, she saw right through Annie at the beginning. Uh, she's like, you guys are idiots. This is dumb. Why are you splitting up sisters? Oh, God. Okay, so. <laughs> at the hotel, you think this whole thing is coming to an end, that the parents are just going to take their respective child and go back to where they're supposed to belong. Instead... The twins mix it up again. They're like, uh-uh, this ain't the solution we want. We're, we have to go on a camping trip still. Because they believe that their parents are meant to be together. But the mom is like, there was some friction with her and Meredith. So she Which was like, makes sense. Yeah. She's like, you know what? I don't need to destroy whatever this is which is you know a very healthy view of like considering everything she's done is pretty unhealthy like this was a, a surprisingly um reasonable yeah if you can't last a few days with your fiance and his kids in like a camping trip it the marriage isn't gonna last to be fair to her, they show, like, they're putting rocks in her backpack to make it super heavy, and they put, like, they make her eat a lizard, and they're not making, they put her, like, they could have killed her. They put her bed in the water. Yeah, I mean, uh, any reasonable person would have been upset with this. The lesson here is, if you don't like someone, murder them. them until they're out of your <laughs> life. So after the little air mattress thing in the lake, this all wrapped up with the dad and her really quickly that's when he's suddenly like wow you're not a good person how did i not notice this before maybe it's because she wasn't wearing makeup and stuff and like she was camping so she didn't look all airbrushed because she straight up was like it's either me or your daughter and he's very reasonably like um my daughter okay but again to be fair to her 
he literally gave up one of his children for their entire lives. <laughs> like, it's not completely out of the realm of possibility. They'd be like, you know, I did this once. It was, it worked out okay. Like, sure, we'll get, like, off to boarding camp. Boarding camp? <laughs> off to boarding school. I mean, she could just technically go live with her mother. And then it's done. Like, so her giving that ultimatum seems insane, but realistically, like, given everything that's been shown... Okay. It's still. It's been made the, clear that he loves the daughter he has. Yes. <laughs> they haven't known each other all that long. They've known each other know. like ten weeks maximum. So he spent more time with her than he spent with his other child. <laughs> that just sounds worse. The mother and father reconnect uh, <laughs> over a bottle of wine. <laughs> Which is nice. Was from the Queen Elizabeth II, which they met each other on. He <laughs> apparently sought out every bottle from the cruise ship. Yeah, he collected wine bottles from, like, momentous occasions, which is pretty cool. But there was one point where he was like, this is the wine bottle that my parents drank when they conceived my sister. And I was like, Dude. Oh, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> Do you want <laughs> Not even like him, where like, oh, I was, it was his sister. Like, it's yeah. so specific. He's like, I was there, I was listening outside. <laughs> Despite all this time that the mom and the dad spent together, and all that Helly and Annie tried to do to get them back together, it doesn't work, and they decide to go back home to London. The and then end. they like, open <laughs> they then open they do the door it. to the study and somehow Hallie and the dad <gasps> beat them there um mm-hmm. and they're like i don't want to lose you again and then it was the end so does dad move to england and take his vineyard with him or does mom move to california and take her fashion empire with her does grandpa get to move with does the butler move with how does that work out for citizenship purposes I think it's easier to move to the U.S. because you can't move a vineyard, but you can sew a dress anywhere. Going from only Disney Channel movies to watching a normal <laughs> feature film again, I it was like, oh yeah, this is what an actual movie is supposed to be like. I'd put this like production value aside. I think it's basically a decom. Like if you took away, I don't know what the budget for this was. If you took away a few million dollars, I think basically it would be indistinguishable. I think this movie, though, Parent Trap, was more entertaining. As an adult, seeing two adults being willing to split up like sisters and just give up one of their children because they're angry at each other for some unknown reason, like it's just it's too much for me to be able to like enjoy the rest of the movie. And like again, it makes the villain. It's kind of like in You Lucky Dog, like the villains wanting their uncle's money instead of the dog having an uncle's money. You're like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. And in this one, like. Meredith or like the evil stepmom doesn't seem so evil when you're like, well, the dad literally gave up one of his children. You have to <clears throat> suspend disbelief, though. I can, I can uh, to an extent. Like if they had had like some explanation or like if, the if dad. They, okay, this is what happens. People want explanations for everything, and a movie just ends up being expl- explanations. I, I don't need explanations for everything, but when the like the core premise doesn't make sense, that's when there's a problem. I, well, yeah, I agree. This movie's 
extreme and like it feels like everything is set up just so that they could have two twins switch places like that that is the premise of this movie I feel like it's also the fundamental premise of Sister Sister, but that one made sense because they were adopted. And yeah. Like, that wasn't, like, it didn't feel overly explanatory. It was like, here's a backstory, it makes sense, and we're also going to try to hook the parents up. Like, it, it's a thing that makes sense. This one was, like, the weirdest custody arrangement. We don't know why their relationship ended the first time. We don't... And then, like, all of a sudden they're married again. Right after the guy was willing to marry some other random stranger, like it's that's it. It's a mess. Like, it's a mess. They could have had two people, and they could still like they want to set up the parents as the end game. So they could have had dad adopts a baby because he's like rich and lonely. Mom adopts a baby; she's rich and lonely. Kids go to summer camp, find each other, and then say, "Hey, our parents should get married. They'd get along well," and that solves everything. And it doesn't really change the exposition too much. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. I think it's romantic. Still, I think it's more romantic. It's that heartache of, of like, wanting, of missing out on this love that could have been. Okay, but the love was. Yeah, and they. It wasn't a could have been. It was a was. It's all those wasted years that they could have been together, having a happy family. The way I see this ending is they get back together very quickly. One of them gives up most of their life, and then they realize, like, oh, yeah, we broke up for a reason, and then they have to tear the kids apart again or figure out some new custody battle, which case this time they actually would have to go to court because, like, they're not going down that road again. And, like, it's an even worse ending. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) No, to me, it's they made that huge mistake and tore up their family. Now they're going to be willing to put anything aside to make this work. They have a second chance. So before we get into our ratings, I have a rating from IMDb. This was written in August of 1999 by the author Quaid Fan. No bias there. I know there are probably people out there who'd rather die than watch a gasp family film, in quotes, such as this. They just don't know what they're missing out on. This is a great movie. Even my sister thinks so. The original is well worth a look, too, but in my book, this remake has the edge. Yes, this is probably due to Dennis Quaid, so sue me. Honestly, guys, watch this movie. Okay, so the exposition here is also fundamentally lacking because we don't know what the sister's taste is. Maybe the sister <laughs> has really shitty taste in movies, and he's like, even my sister thinks so, and we're like, all right, Quaid fan, your sister likes everything. That means nothing. Uh, so what would y'all rate it out of ten? Compared to Disney Channel movies? Um... Just Should in we? general, I would think. Yeah. I'd give it about a six. When I, when I finished the movie, compared to now, I was much higher on this movie, <laughs> but now I'm really depressed. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, like, when I finished it, I was on a high. I was like, this is a <laughs> 10 out of 10. I will watch this again. And now I don't think I can watch it the same way. <laughs> but I'm going to give it a 10. Or is that too superlative? It's your rating, man. Honestly, I feel feel like I'm going to stick by it, too. Like, when I was watching this and all growing up, I remembered so many lines from it. It was so fun. I was laughing. I was crying. It was... I loved the music. I I like so much about this that I have to give it, like, at least an 8. 
Guys, you make me hurt when I have to give my rating every time. I feel like such a Debbie Downer, but I've given it a four. Whoa. Wow. I just... It I was... Guess, leave it to the two heartless girls who didn't cry when they watched <laughs> Like, my thing is, like, the actors were fantastic. They did well. The soundtrack was great. The production quality was great, but just as a story, it's... It's been... It's not super I mean obviously it's a remake so it's not original but also like that storyline's been done and better with that made sense it's another case of like the problems that I have with this are problems that could have very easily easily been problems that could have very easily been solved which Uh means that there was like there wasn't enough work done on the script or they just kind of said like this is good enough and anytime somebody says something's good enough it's usually not you're probably right, but I just love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fair. You're like, I think it, it was love just it with all your heart. There were so many good one-liners that it was so much fun to watch. This was one of another one of those movies where I memorized like every part to this. Um, what was your guys' takeaway? Did you learn any lessons from this movie? I learned that if I were to ever have twins, it probably would be best to keep them together. Also, I don't really plan on getting married after 10 weeks because it's probably a bad idea. I honestly don't think I that I picked up any like lesson type thing from this. I can't think of anything. I was not looking that deep into this movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it got a 10. <laughs> um, no, I really honestly couldn't think of a thing I learned. I think for me... Especially given the dad, like, if you meet somebody, even if it's, like, platonic and not romantic, and you're super excited, maybe step back and get to know the person, like, without the kind of blindness of, like, being excited you have a new friend. Take it slow. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. So that's all we got for The Parent Trap. Lots of disappointment. No. I hope you enjoy. We destroyed our guest host's dreams and thoughts of the movie. Yeah, you really ripped me, tore me down today. Don't worry. (laughs) We can watch Parent Trap without them. Deal. So thanks to our special guest host, who's now more depressed than when he started, Brandon. No, it was a lot of fun. I'm never coming back on this show. (laughs) No, it was good. It was good to get an excuse to rewatch one of these old movies and, you know, see it as an adult. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of We're Potting This Together. Join us next week for Don't Look Under the Bed. If you have any questions, comments, or memories of your favorite Disney Channel original movies, you can find us on social media or email us at potinthistogether at gmail.com. And if you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review. Later!